Now, I want to look at the very last um, section, uh, verses 24 to 26, the concluding lines of this prayer. Father, what you have given to me, talking about us, I wish that where I am, they also might be with me, that they might see my glory. This is the glory. You see that um, it's described in the book of Exodus. Huh? This saving, radiant presence of God. See the glory, my glory, which you have given to me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. The saints who learn by experience the ravishing beauty of the Trinity are the ones who work the hardest for church unity. Because if we were one, there would be a reflection, as this text says, you see, uh, there'd be a reflection of the very life of God. Love. Wouldn't that be beautiful? I, I think I've told you this story before, so I'll keep it brief this time. Um, at a wedding in Jerusalem. And uh, this is a young Christian community. This couple were getting married. The couple were not part of the community, but the community had been taking care of them for months, getting them ready, turn to the church, make a good confession, get ready, and get married. We're having a party after the wedding. And a friend of mine, an Israeli woman, Jewish, um, seeing this, and knowing that they've been dressed in dungarees and t-shirts the whole three months before, said, they look nice. Where'd they get those clothes? I said, uh, well, the people in the community lent them to them. And this food, you know, this wine, this, this uh, bread and cheese and cold cuts, and where is all this coming from? The community. Who's paying for all this? You see, the community. She stopped. She said, they really love them, don't they? see that? She caught a glimpse of the Trinity. That's what she caught. That's what's said here. So you see, my friends, if, if your family is having troubles now, it's because Satan wants to divide it, to destroy any hope that such unity is possible. Don't let it happen. Get all the help you need. I know of a couple in New Orleans I don't know them purpose myself, but I know of them. They were divorced three times before they finally got it together. And now they go around helping other couples. If we could get divorced three times and still make it, you can do it just because, you know, he spends too much money on golf. You ought to be able to work that out. Okay. Um, they might see my glory, which you have given to me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Then a whole new title for God. Pater, D.K.A., Just Father, the world did not know you, but I knew you. And these knew that you sent me, and I have made known to them your name. Now what name is that, huh? The name. The expression of who you are. I've told them your name. Do you remember how Moses... When God was sending him back to the Jewish people, 
to say, bring a message from God. I want to take you out of here and bring you back to your own land. And Moses said, you're going to ask me, what's this God's name? Who is he? Why should we believe you? And, and try to get out of here and get slaughtered. What's your name? And he said, Adonai, Yahweh, name. But under that name is another name. Father. Father. It is so important, my friends, that we let the Holy Spirit create in us, work in us, a share in Jesus' relationship to the Father. You know, it says in uh, Galatians and also in Romans 8, Romans 8, Galatians 4, uh, because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of, or that you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son in you, crying, Abba, Father. Now, we can do a good study on that word, Abba, and get, find a, a Wortfeld, they call it, like a, it fits in this area of meaning. But that's the best we can do. It, it, the root is Ab, like um, most all the Semitic languages, the word for father has got some root of Ab. This one is what they call an, an emphatic state, Abba, the A at the end is an article. The Father, but it means also O Father, Abba. And it's the name full of affection that a child has for his own father, Abba. Well, if at the deepest level my own father is God, what does that say? You see? Abba. And so, I've given them your name. I've exposed who you are. And in doing that, you see, I have revealed who you are, and that's the truth. The truth is the revelation of the Father. That's the truth. So what's the deepest truth of this whole universe? Abba. That's the truth. When we learn that, my friends, we stop fighting and seek unity because we've learned to love like Abba. And a deep, deep place in us is finally at ease. I have met the absolute unsourced source within the very unique one trinity itself. And his name is Abba. There's no more. There's nothing behind him. That's it. This is an experience we should pray for. Actually, the way that it happens most of the time is uh, Mary, the mother of God, begins. And he works. she works on us. As Vatican II says, Mary has an influxus on the believer. She has an influence on the believer. She can touch us, move us. You see? And her job is to make us sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that we perceive him and obey him. And that Holy Spirit moves us so that our hearts become more sensitive to this whole Trinitarian, infinite, ineffable life. And then we can pray, Abba. And there we are in the movement of the Trinity. We are there in Christ, in the Trinity, moving, 
it's a what? It's a circle of fire of life of beauty or and Abba. What happens at that moment? There's nothing more. I have met the absolute ground, even within the Trinity, of all reality. And he's love. Hoteos agapiestin. Theos. Usually that word means theos means God. Theos is agape. What a freedom. Then we can work for peace and unity. We have some idea what that should be like. And so, uh, you see, the world did not know you, but I knew you. And yet these knew that you sent me. And I have made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known. Revealing it. Experiencing it. Knowing it. Knowing the Father. You see? So that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. So we are one because we are joined to the Father in love. You see? And the very love that the Father has for the Son, He has for us. That's astonishing, isn't it? See, that's the work of the Mother of God, to get us so that we are moving with the Holy Spirit, who then reveals all this to us. That is the source of freedom and peace. And when that happens, then we really do fall in love with God. And God's interests, God's will, becomes the most important thing in our life. And the word that kind of expresses all that is to come to know the affection of the Father. The Father, when we say the Father loves us, since the Father is somebody way away and big and infinite and, you know, no, agape means affection. The word doesn't, but in this case, you see, he loves us with an affection. And even though he has no body, he has no emotions, he has that for which our emotions are only a tiny symbol. He has this fire of affection and love for us. And as we let him pull us out of sin, closer to him, we have more and more confidence. You see? That is the source of unity. Because if I have nothing to defend, if I'm willing to let go of any resentment I have against you, whether you be my mother or my sister, or somebody in another branch of Christianity, you see, I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to defend, I can love. And that love gives rise to truth. Let us find a way to have our minds meet, so that the love that the Father has for us will bear fruit. And then the world will believe you sent me. Then I will be obvious. Everyone will recognize me because my disciples are one. Do you see how crucial it is and why Satan, if he wants to destroy the work of salvation, divides the church, divides families, divides parishes, divides anything he can divide. And that comes about with ambition, resentment, suspicion. 
Those are the three big ones that divide. Huh? But if I know that the God the Father loves me, I'm free. I can love. And I may not get, you know, a real happy return first time I do it, but I can keep it up, not because I'm so great and holy, but because I know the Father's love and I know what that means and I know how to spread it. And so you see, this long prayer, which began way back in chapter, in the first verses of chapter 17, you see, uh, he lifted up his eyes to heaven, Jesus, and said, Father, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. Show forth your love, you see. Um, since you gave him power over all flesh, he's the new Adam, so that all you have given to him, to them he might give eternal life. That's the prayer. Father, you see, uh, glorify your son, which means what? So move me that in an incredible act of love, I give my life for them. And I give it to you. And this is not something once and for all. I'm fixed in that act of love in which I died, that totally poured out love. So it's still going on, this risen life, this life of love. And let them see that, Father. As our Lord said himself in chapter 14, on the way to the Passion, the world must know that I love the Father and that I do exactly that which he has commanded me. So rise, let us go from here, to my passion. So the fruit of the act of love on the cross is that we join ourselves to it and in the power of the Holy Spirit we become one and we should pray for that.